Hello and welcome back to a bonus episode of the brand new football podcast that sums it all up. Hope you are well and have managed to enjoy the week as best you can so far. It's December. With Christmas drawing over near, a football's festive period is almost upon us. Don't know about you, but it's certainly something that I am very much looking forward to. Why the extra episode then? Well, it is the North London derby this weekend, isn't it? And it would be almost rude not to preview Tottenham Arsenal ahead of Sunday's Sunday afternoon's 4.30 kickoff. Better still, we've actually got a live in the flesh Spurs fan with us today to help us gain an insight into how the white half of North London are feeling ahead of this one. Before we get into today's podcast, a quick reminder that you can find every episode of That Sums It All Up on my Mixcloud page, as well as Fresh Air Radio's website. You can also access all the shows via my Twitter at AlfieSteiner1. We had a great episode earlier this week discussing Arsenal's 2-1 defeat to Wolves last weekend, so do check it out if you fancy listening to some strong-minded Arsenal analysis prior to Sunday's crunch time clash. But without further ado, we're going to get straight into today's discussion and with me today to preview the first North London derby of the season, welcome to the show, Mr. Sam Lav, or Slav as he's known as the We Are Tottenham TV followers. Hi there, Sam. How are we today? I'm good, thank you. Thank you very much for having me on, Alfie. Looking forward to getting getting stuck into probably uh, the more interesting North London derby I've been around for. So looking it, looking forward to it. Yeah, it's it's definitely uh it's 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 going to be an interesting discussion, I think, going into this one, because as you say, obviously, there's always loads to talk about previewing a North London derby. But given where the two teams are standing at the moment, I think we're going to have plenty to to chat about. But yeah, as I as I say, thank you very much for coming on to the podcast. Hadn't yeah. quite anticipated having a having an actual Spurs fan on a, you know, this is a, a general football podcast, but it is uh, Arsenal centred. So the fact that there's a Spurs fan on here. But you know what? I think as we were just talking about off off air, um, you know, we're not gonna we're not gonna be at each other's throats. We're gonna be discussing this man to man, sort of talking about the, the strengths and weaknesses of our respective teams and seeing yeah. sort of where we stand going on to this. Uh, of course, where there's room for a bit of a uh, bit of light sparring here and there, but <laughs> we'll see where it goes. Um, so let me just ask you before we get into the nitty gritty: uh, How's your week been? And did you watch Spurs on on Thursday evening? What did you make of it? Yeah, um, my week's been been good, thank you. Just finishing off some some important modules at university. Um, just you know, I guess going outside a bit more with the lockdown coming to an end. Of course. Um, and did I watch Spurs on a Thursday evening? Yeah, um, it was a strange one. It was I don't I don't want to read too much into it because of course it's the Europa League. But then again, had we had we won the game, would I be sitting here saying, you know, are we are we even better than we even and I even thought we were going to? But it was a poor yeah. result. We needed a point to go through and qualify. We got the point. We went. We were we were could have been about three 0 down by half time, and somehow went in a one all. Um, and then we get we get ourselves in front twice. I should say sorry. And still manage manage to uh, find a way to throw it away, and with biscuit arms in goal, I'm not I'm not biscuit really sure. Arms. What, I'm not really sure what else I can. I'm not really sure what else I can say. I mean, it's we we've, we've conceded three 25 yard efforts or so or something around that. And I'm not really sure what else you can say. You can't. You can blame whoever. It's just poor at the end of the day. It's just quite. It's just very poor. They, you know it. Mourinho says it's hard to motivate the players for these teams to play against these teams, which I understand. If you're 
if you're a Premier League footballer coming to play against a side like Lask, you're not going to be, like, especially when you need a point to qualify, you're not going to be motivated. So I understand that aspect of it. But at the same time, you know, going into these games, it's the same with, it's the same with Arsenal as well. Mm. You, you know, going into these games, playing against these teams, this is their dream, playing against a side like Arsenal, playing against a side like Tottenham at home. Yeah. It's a chance to sort of make history, not only for yourself, but for the club, for the fans of that club. Um you know they're going to be up for it. You know they're going to take the game to you. You know for at least the first hour or so that until they until they can't run anymore, they're going to press you like there's no tomorrow. Mm. And it, and you're watching it. You're like, it's like they they just, they just look unprepared, and they just look yeah. But, yeah, it's it's, it's interesting because I I mean obviously I, I I watched the Arsenal game, but I didn't watch the Spurs game. I saw like the last last couple of minutes when it when it had gone three all, and then I saw Mourinho after the game. I can't remember exactly what his words were, but questioning the attitude of some of the players saying that it was hard to motivate them, like you said. And then I thought, oh, well, you know, probably quite a few of these these guys won't be starting on Sunday. And I looked at the team and Son obviously started. I think that's more of a testament to you needed the points, but I think Vinicius was injured. Kane obviously was out. Um, so Son played 82 minutes. Hoiberg, who seems to be like, you know, he's, he's, he's made a great start to, to life at, at Tottenham, but he played the whole 90. Domble started, Kane was obviously less left out, but it looks as if you played quite a strong team. And presumably Mourinho was, was probably um, questioning the, the attitude of some of the other players who were coming in and, and he was hoping making a mark. And, and obviously he expects, expects Spurs to, to beat Lask easy doors but this is the second result I mean again you know I, I as you say you don't want to read too much into it because there's not too much to read into it Arsenal winning 4-1 against the second string rapid Vienna side on Thursday not going to read too much into it but you know we've won all five of our games which is quite nice especially as some sort of relief from our from our really yeah. really poor and 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 hard sort of difficult patch that we're in in the Premier League but Spurs you know you, you you've lost the uh you lost the game can't remember who it was against a couple of couple of months um, ago. Antwerp, Antwerp, yeah. Antwerp, Royal Antwerp, and and then you've <laughs> drawn today. And I know you've qualified, but you know I don't know how much you can read into it. But Mourinho seems pretty pretty pissed off when when he doesn't get the results because obviously he expects Spurs to beat these sort of teams. But as you say, I think you know Europa League, Premier League, entirely different prospects, and we can see that from from where Arsenal are sitting in their Europa League group. You know, I think we're the only team who's won all five games, which you know, in my mind, doesn't mean anything. And then you look at the, our Premier League standing with 14th. Spurs, you know, not won a couple and then you're sitting pretty at the top of the league. So, yeah, I'll just ask you quickly, away from the Europa League, what do you make of uh, of Spurs' starts of the season in general? Um, yeah. yeah. I, I tell you what, if you, I did not expect to be in this position. Um, just, just quickly on the... Um, on what you were saying before about the players that started on Thursday, it was a much stronger mm. eleven than I thought it would be. Than I think most fans thought it would be. We knew in Dombele would start because he played an hour. He sort of only plays an hour at the moment every game. Yeah, he, he doesn't have the legs, does he? <laughs> yeah, it's um, uh, it's an inter- There's an interesting article about the way he plays. It's sort of similar to an ice hockey player in the way that he's so low to the ground and he bursts off in speeds and and it's his quad and it causes your quads to start burning after a while. How true that is, I don't know, but it was quite an interesting read. Um, mm. So he, so we were expecting him to play an hour. Um, Hoybier, the man's a, the man is what man's every a machine. Team, yeah, he is what every football team in the whole world needs. 
Uh, he, he's also better at football than I think any of us expected him to be. We knew he was that like destroyer role, you know, breaker breaker of play. But he's he's a play, he's a player. He can play. Um, Son again didn't expect him to play eighty minutes. Not ideal, but hopefully that's just you know he can he can recover. Kane, uh, we um, from there's some murmurs going around that it, he's not actually injured. It's his wife that has gone into labour. Um, oh really. That so he should be okay for Sunday. Regulon obviously will hopefully be all right for Sunday. And then obviously the big doubt is potentially Biscuit Arms playing to two in three days, which does massively worry me. Massively. Well, I was just I was just gonna say as you were you know Joe Hart signing in the summer was quite you know it's like, great I could sort of see, yeah he I is. could sort of I could sort of see why you sign it. It made sense, experience and that sort of stuff. And then some of the goals he concedes, and it's he's not just, just like. It's not this season, but, you know, in recent seasons when he's been on loan at Burnley and, you know, Torino and West Ham and all of those, he, <laughs> long shots, he just can't deal with them. Especially, it always seems to be to either, to, like, getting down low to either the left or right-hand side. And I, I saw the shot that I think you're talking about. I can't remember if it was the third goal or second goal, but he sort of well, gets to the ball, but... <laughs> It's just awful. didn't it's quite like, understand it's like, it. Say you make that, that one of us would make in power league in five or side when we're not really literally being goal. Yeah, 100%. Um, yeah, so I'm very hopeful. Lloris, who's been superb since his injury and since the restart, can come in and, and carry on. But he, I'm, obviously, I'm praying on that one. Um, yeah, other than that, I, think we've got, I think we're fully fit other than Lloris. Um, but just just on what you said away from the Europa League, the start of the season, so obviously, I'm sure you saw in the start of the season. Probably our worst performance in years at home to Everton on the opening I, I watched day. it. No, I mean, I was so confident from pre-season and I watched that and I'm like, oh my God. Um, mm. But it sort of it sort of gave not only the players a bit of a kick up kick up the arse, but the whole back, the whole um, coaching staff and the board decided, you know what, right, we, this is going to be a, this is going to be a sort of a tough year unless we go and spend. And spend they did. We, we bought what I think is one of the best or to be one of the best left backs in the league in regular on it at a good price. Um, we bought Gareth Bale. Fan, I mean, always been my dream since he, I was 13 years old when he left. Always mm. been a dream to see him come back. Whether he's the player he, he was or not, it's not the point. I love Gareth Bale. Um, who else did we get? Hoybier, we already had. Um, Carlos Vinicius, we needed, we needed a striker, a proper backup striker for about 40 years. Um, and yeah. we finally got one. We've got a six foot three big striker who's good on good on the ball, can play, he's quick, can play in behind, can play to feet, good finisher. Still, still only twenty five. Um, and we bought Joe Roden as well, another good who came in against Chelsea on his debut. Didn't I mean very well, didn't he? Nearly cost us it at the end, but, but I remember seeing it. Yeah, I saw that. He got away with it and clean sheet at Chelsea. Looked good for a, a player who's only played in the Championship. Um, and I feel like I'm missing. I feel like I'm missing a player. But the point is, we 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 sign these players, and what I think the main problem has been for Spurs in recent years is recruitment, where we've signed utter dross, and it's cost us. Where we haven't had the depth, or we haven't had the the right players. This year, I think we've got the right players, and here here we are. We we've also struggled against the top sides. I mean, how many times? One win in in thirty years at Stamford Bridge. All right, we didn't win last week, but. I've never, I haven't. I don't remember the last time we kept a clean sheet there. Yeah. Um, I mean, six one at Man United. That that's once in a lifetime. 
Mm. City again, we beat them 2-0. Um, I think only Chelsea have scored more goals than us. We've got the best defensive record in the league. So the top of the league aside, the actual stats are great. And the football isn't as bad as people are making it out today. I, I can tell you that. You'll see on Sunday, on the once we get the ball, we we move it. We are like we are frightening. Look, and 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 let me let me tell you, like I I watched the I watched the two nil your your two nil win against City, and you know I went into the game saying, "Come on, City, just can we dispatch these these loud, <laughs> confident Spurs players and yeah. people and Mourinho?" And you played as as much as City maybe dominated as as they tend to. Whenever you got the ball, you looked really direct. You know, you were moving the ball quickly. You were moving up the pitch. It wasn't as much as maybe you were sitting in and it's the classic Mourinho, you know, tactical blueprint. It it, it didn't matter because you played well and you you would you deserve to win that game 2-0. And I do think, as you say, like, you know, I think it's changed maybe slightly over the last couple of weeks in terms of in terms of tactics, um, or at least from from what I've read, that it's been slightly more conservative, but that, that's testament probably to to playing City and Chelsea, and we'll, we'll get on to maybe what we anticipate sort of the setup or tactical setup to be ahead of Arsenal because that, that's a it's not quite I don't think Arsenal are, can be classed in the bracket of Chelsea and City at the moment, but um, yeah, as you say, you, you've made some you've made a good start, and you know there've been a few difficult results, but yeah, I know, you know what you're going to say as well. Hey, you're, you're, look, you're, you're top of the league, and game. the West Ham game, and and that was that was great. I mean, look, I, think, I was watching that game, and I I didn't have Son and Kane in my fantasy, and then I watched that <laughs> first 10, 15 minutes. I was like, right, I can't deal with this. But then that final goal was was crazy. But you know, you've had a couple of of iffy results, um, but when it's mattered, yeah, but you've got yeah, the narrow wins. And it's funny you talk about these these offers. Like if we had not. Okay, I'll say if we'd not bottled it against West Ham, and if we'd not been done by that horrendous VAR decision against Newcastle in the 97th minute, we'd be mm. what six points clear at the top of the table, I think something called mm. five. I don't know around that, um, which is mad. And obviously, I think the, with the three-three, Lanzini, you can give him that chance ten times or a hundred times, and he'll never do that again. That's yeah, once in a. That's that's natural. It happens. It happens. Um, and I think I think since then I think we've kept six clean sheets in nine games or something around that. Mm. Um, and he's turning Eric Dyer and players like Serge Aurier who've been costing us points over the last couple of weeks. He's turning them into world beaters. Um, so in terms of the start of the season, much better than I anticipated. I think at the beginning of the season I would have been happy with a with um, a top four place and hopefully a, a trophy, like a domestic trophy, or maybe even the Europa League. Um, but to be sitting in in almost Christmas time, top of the league, I can't I can't complain. No, you can't. And and we'll get on to, to later on in the in the podcast where you think uh, Spurs realistically should be aiming or where where you're hoping that uh, they'll finish in in the table and and maybe silverware and stuff. But you know, I look at your squad and I look at your your starting eleven at the moment, and it seems pretty strong. You've got the depth. You've got quality. I mean, look, and I'll, I'm going to ask you where you think where you think Arsenal might be able to exploit at the weekend. I'm thinking maybe if Lloris is injured, I don't know if Alderweireld's fit at the moment. I, I know he missed last week. Okay. There's pictures yesterday that came out of him with the first team training. Okay, um, excellent, great. <laughs> I will say, we'll see. He only missed. Yeah. He only missed. So, 
Yeah. Um, and in terms of you being at the top of the table, I mean, look, I don't think that if Arsenal were top of the table, I'd obviously, or, it, you know, it is, it is definitely uh, commendable and, and, you know, telling that you've been a great side this season. In terms of the league overall, you know, it's still very compressed. You know, Arsenal are sitting down in 14th, but a win, not that I'm, I'm optimistic about a win on Sunday, but that takes us, you know, right up the table and five points behind you. So, you know, the margins are still very, very minimal, but to be able to say, look, we're sitting at the top of the league after what, 10 games or whatever, where people are being pretty inconsistent and you, for the most part, have been pretty consistent. I think maybe that's that's where where the ground is going to be made up this year when when Liverpool or Man City maybe aren't going to be as as relentless and and dominant as they have been in, in past seasons and teams like Spurs, Chelsea, United, maybe even I was going to say Arsenal, but last few weeks don't really give me don't give me the um sort of the permission to do that. But yeah, so look, I'm gonna ask you now and you can answer this. If if there's not an answer, then then maybe that's telling in itself. If there were any any weaknesses in this in this current Spurs setup, personnel wise, or wh- where do you think Arsenal might be able to get some joy on Sunday, if at yeah. all? There's we wouldn't be Tottenham if we didn't have a weakness. Like <laughs> we might be top of the league, we might be doing well. There's like we're not perfect by a long stretch. Um, there are definitely some weaknesses in this side, but the thing is. It's trying to find those weaknesses that are, that, that are diff- not necessarily difficult, but are more difficult than they have been in previous seasons. There's always mm. been a clear and obvious weakness that teams have got at um, in previous like last year. You look at the likes of Serge Aurier. You looked at the likes of just no a hole in the middle of, in the in the middle of midfield. Um, whereas these things have sort of been addressed. We signed Matt Doherty. Aurier has been fantastic since the competition came in. Uh, we signed Hoybier to fill that hole. Um, but there's definitely weaknesses, and the problem is the with the players that you have. The the form former side, Aubameyang is a great is a great world class striker, but he mm. plays off the last defender. He plays off that off that ball in behind. He he's a finisher. He's not someone that gets the balls to, gets the ball to feet and runs at that back four very often. And the problem is with the Mourinho setup is that you'll sit will sit deep. Um, we'll have that deep, I guess. I guess you could call it a low block, but a, an attacking yeah. low block. Um, yeah. And I don't see him having the space that he'll, he'll be looking for in behind. That's the issue. Um, so it's sort of like Mourinho is playing to the defenders that he's got. He's playing to their strengths. Um, Eric Dyer dropping him a bit deeper, doesn't have to sort of play on where he's a bit slow on the half turn, trying to chase back. Um, where's the weaknesses? Sergio Regulon, as good as he is, Great going forward, um, good defensively, but often caught out of position a lot due to the fact that he's half to half the time playing as a left winger. Mm. Um, Serge Aurier, despite the fact that he's been really good in week, recent weeks, he's always got a mistake in him. Um, and if if you come into this game with with the right attitude and and take the game to us more than sort of waiting for your chance. I think you've got every. I think, I think you've got every chance to get a result. I, it's it's difficult to pick out a specific weakness. Is, is I think rather yeah. difficult. Yeah. Um, I, I I actually don't look at us and think, oh, we look bad here, we look poor here, but there's still at the end at the end of the day, we're still Tottenham. We aren't perfect. Yeah. 
Yeah, and and also, you know, the fact it's the North London derby and it's a game of football. If a team comes yeah. into it and, and plays well, then look, you, you can look, you can target. Yeah, exactly. And you can target, you know, perhaps the weak points in the team, which aren't necessarily obvious. I mean, it's interesting. You, you touched upon whether, you know, Arsenal could maybe get a result if they take the game to Spurs. And it's just, you know, I don't know if we're, I mean, a lot depends on whether Thomas Partey is fit for the weekend. And I've, I'm keeping my fingers crossed because I think oh, that could be... be he was supposed to be injured till January and all of a sudden he's fit for Sunday. Well, there's been plenty sort of going around. He So he picked up that thigh injury against Aston Villa and then he hasn't rejoined training, but then Arteta seemed pretty uh, pessimistic last week. And then he was asked again this week and it said, well, he's got his first day of training. I think it was yesterday with the team. So he's had, he would have had two days of training with the team, but I think they need to wait on the results of a scan. So I'm not sure whether he's going to take part, but I think for us to be able to sort of take the game maybe a bit more to you. And even with Thomas Partey in the team, I looked to the I looked to the one nil win that we got over United. And that was very much, you know, sort of sitting in, doing the things that have sort of defined the the positive aspects of Arteta's reign so far, knowing that we don't have maybe the personnel and the and the the ability. We don't have those players who can who can run at run at the run at the opposition defences and you know dominate possession. It's very much sort of like a like a Mourinho sort of tactical blueprint, sitting in, waiting for the chances. And as you say, it's going to be interesting to see which team takes that initiative on on Sunday. Because I I, I remember actually in the in last year's derby, sort of after Project Restart, we came to we came to your your ground and I think we had I think we dominated possession and we started the game quite well but you obviously came away 2-1 winners and sort of deserved it because we weren't really creating that much but it's interesting to think well who's gonna who's gonna have the who's gonna have the uh, the the impetus to sort of dominate proceedings and I, I honestly I don't know I don't know if Arteta is going to come and set up with us sort of dominating the ball I think that's what he'd like to do but you know the the only the good results we've had against big teams and and positive results of late have not been you know we, we're not good enough to try and dominate the ball so I think he's going to revert to the sort of style that we've seen you know the likes of us being Chelsea City Liverpool sort of sitting in waiting for our chances but that in itself is risky because then that invites the pressure and but by the same token you're perhaps more effective you know sitting in and then you know countering with with Son and Kane but. Maybe maybe Mourinho will think, well, you know, this Arsenal team aren't very good at the moment, so let's just go for it. So I'm I'm interested to see what the what the tactical sort of lineup's gonna be on on both side for both sides um on Sunday. But regardless of tactics, I'm you know, the, the place that I'm worried about as an Arsenal fan, I mentioned it, you know, <laughs> lining up with Sabios and Xhaka um against Hoiberg, Sissoko even and and Dombele. That 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 fills me with a bit of worry because Jacker and Sabios are so limited and, and they've shown that they haven't been able to reach the heights that they have done in, in sort of recent months of of you know we know their limitations but they can be quite effective. So I think you know if Thomas Partey starts then I think we have a bigger chance of of sort of competing better in that midfield battle. And then the likes of Kane and Son, you know, who Kane loves scoring against us. Him and him and Vardy just absolutely love it against Arsenal and Son as well to be honest they just you know he's got a great record against Arsenal so I think you know regardless of tactical setups and all of that sort of stuff Kane and Son on the on the transition which is where we've looked 
particularly weak over the last few weeks sort of you know we look so vulnerable and, and exposed and, and Kane and Son could definitely pick us off so those are the points I'm worried about and in terms of where I'm optimistic I mean I'm just hoping Partey comes in and, and can produce a bit of a midfield masterclass like he did against United but um, yeah have you got anything else to add on that before I ask you about Mourinho's job in general over the last no, year? I, I think you, I think you, you said it you said it perfectly in terms of I don't know how it's going to go the game. I, we've had games where we've controlled it. We've had games where we've touched the ball about six times and somehow still got a one 0 lead. <laughs> um, I think I think it was the perfect example like in that Man City game when we scored after five minutes. I think that was the first time we'd had the ball, and uh, it was on Sky, and the cameras were, weren't even about the cameras took the <laughs> back to the pitch, and we were in, and we were through on goal, and I was like, oh, hello. Um, a second, some which sort of sums us up perfectly, really. Just flick of a switch, we can be we can be in front of the goal, um, and yeah, I think I think whether you have Thomas Partey on it makes a big big difference. But, um, what I will say though is nothing against. I think he's a great signing and will prove to be you know, like a, cru- a, a crucial player for you. He's a great he's a great player. There's nothing. There's no two mm. ways about. But he's only played four times, and yeah. you're so and it just if you're that heavily relying on a player that's yeah, played obviously. four times, <laughs> and I don't even think you've I think you've only won one or two of them. Yeah, I know he came off in that Leicester game when you lost. Um, I know he won. He played in the game he won at United. Um, uh, I can't remember in the other games that he played in, but um, it's not like he's lit the world alight. But he will. He will become good. It's sort of similar to Ndombele, similar price tag. Um, it takes a while to adjust, and and give it time, and you will see a world class player. Um, and I understand that having Xhaka and Sabayos doesn't feel. <laughs> But well, this is the yeah. It's the transit. It's the it's the Harry Kane's playing the best football of his career. He he is dropping the he he's a centre back, centre midfielder, um, and an attacking player number nine all in one. He'll finish chances. He'll create chances. He'll run with the ball. He'll track mm. back. He'll drop play. He'll he'll drop. He'll drop deep. Pick up the ball, and suddenly we've got three, four. Because the thing is, when you've got Son running in behind, everyone's so focused on him. You, you haven't seen the, the extra man from midfield behind him or you haven't seen Sergio Regulon but bombing down behind him. That's the mm. problem. Um, but I think it'll be, it'll be a very interesting one this weekend. I think it'll be, especially to start with, a little bit of cat and mouse. Yeah, 100%. And I think, you know, I, I look at the... And I know... You, I think Spurs fans would have absolutely taken four points for the last two games. I think, you know, you, you, you deserved your win against City and then the Chelsea game. I thought you like it was obvious how Mourinho set up and, and what he was looking for. And you had you had a few good chances. And yeah, maybe Chelsea sort of uh, dictated the pace of the game. But then Spurs fans might say that, that that wasn't the case. But, you know, with Kane having, I think Kane and Son over the last week, last two weeks, and I know, you know, Son scored against City, but I think he's had two shots in the last two weeks or something on, on goal and then Kane's had yeah. one. So are you worried at all that 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 maybe Mourinho's gone? I mean, look, you, could, you I guess four points would, sh- would would suggest that that's that's paid off. But are you worried at all that maybe Kane and Son will not have the the license to 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 have an impact on the game or so I know do you think it's it's inevitable that he'll he'll release the shackles a bit and and they'll they'll be able to wreak havoc on 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 the Arsenal defence which I think is going to happen to be honest I don't think I don't think it's about releasing the shackles I think it's more a case of there'll be more a little just a, I actually think you'll be much more solid defensively than you have been in recent weeks um but I I just think there's there's still we, we, the thing with Man City is 
they had so much of the ball that we, when we did get it, the, the pass to Son or to whoever had to be, you know, perfect as we saw. Um, mm. With Chelsea, it was, they, they, to be fair to them, they didn't give either of them a sniff, um, which, which was a bit of a shame because we, yeah, we didn't, I thought we deserved the point. I didn't think they were great, that great Chelsea. They dictated the No, they weren't. Put a few crosses in the box that we dealt with and we were happy for them to do that. Happy for them mm. to have shots from 25, 30 plus yards and albeit they nearly won it due to an error at the end. But um, I, I don't, I'm, I'm not worried that they won't, that they'll be quiet. I just think it's the way we play now. We, under Pochettino, it was, you know, have the, have the ball and attack, attack, attack. Um with, with Jose, he sorted us out at the back and it's about taking your chances when they come. Because uh, when you have players like Kane and Son, you will get it's, it, you will get chances. It's the same with Aubameyang. Okay, he's not firing, but you will get a chance. Um, and it's about taking them. And at the moment, they are bang on fire. Like you said two shots from Son in two games. He's got one goal and um, and, and, and that's all you can really ask for. You're, you're, that is the job for him is to score goals and he's he's doing the job. Absolutely. And I think, you know, you're, I mean, we'll move on to Mourinho um, now and we can sort of tie in what we've just been talking about. But I remember right at the beginning and, and Mourinho came in and, you know, he's being linked to the Arsenal job. And it's quite interesting sort of uh, parallel, you know, the year that, that Mourinho's had at Spurs and then the year that Arteta's had at Arsenal. But I remember at the beginning and Mourinho came in and it was sort of an instant bounce. And then, you know, it's, it's been quite a tough year. And I'd say, you know, the, the last sort of since the season started or maybe towards the back end of last season as well. Um, you know, this is sort of, you know, the best period that you've had over the year, sort of, you know, the last sort of couple of months and, you know, you've had some, you know, he's, he looks to have sorted out the defense. You were conceding a lot of goals for a while and it looks like he sort of sorted that out. He's brought in Hoiberg and that, that seems to have done wonders. He's continued to, to get the most out of Kane and Son, which, you know, that's the thing Mourinho, I mean, maybe it's a question of personnel and I'm thinking of Arteta at this point, but Mourinho is setting up in a way that, you know, he's not attack, attack, attack and, and, and getting the ball and being an amazingly effective attacking team. But at the same time, he is because he's getting Kane and Son in these positions to score the goals and they have been and they've been, you know, the, 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 the most effective forwards in the league pretty much. And then you think of Arteta and he sort of tried to do the same. He's sort of, I mean, until the last month, he's sorted out the defence and then, you know, it was all about getting the service to Aubameyang, albeit sort of limited service, but you relied upon the fact that he could finish his chances. But, you know, he's not at the moment, you can't say he's setting up to get the most out of his, out of his, you know, his talisman, which is Aubameyang. And, and that's something that maybe Mourinho is, is, is able to do more whether it's because he's he's being more tactical, tactically aware, or he's got the players to sort of do that in the system. But I remember at the beginning, Spurs fans were, I think inevitably, because it's Mourinho, slightly unsure about the appointment and given what Pochettino had done for you. And, you know, it, it was a weird one because you, you'd been in the Champions League final the year before. You've, you'd, you'd gotten so close with Pochettino and, and no one doubted how well he'd done for Spurs. But, you know, and then it started... You know, it came to an end of a cycle and Mourinho came in and it was sort of hit and miss a lot of the time. And I, to be honest, look, at the end of last season, and it maybe was informed by Arteta, you know, helping us win the win the FA Cup and the feel-good factor. I was like, you know what, I, I'm not worried about Spurs. I'm, I'm really not worried about Mourinho and sort of what he's doing there because I just don't, I think he's sort of passed it. And look, and look where we are now. He looks like he's, he's sort of subverted everyone's expectations and... He looks to be a happier figure. 
he he looks like he's you know he's 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 still doing the job. So so what do you make of Mourinho's first year? Because I'm I'm pretty sure it's just been over a year now, hasn't it? Yeah. I tell you, what, it's really hard not to love him. It really is. Yeah. <laughs> just look at his, just his Instagram. Just is amazing. For Mate, he's hilarious. He's hilarious. He's so funny. Uh, and yeah, that, he he's loving it at Tottenham. I think he's he's relishing the, the squad that he's got. He loves the squad that he's got. Um, it's not that it's perfect. I don't think it's perfect yet. But I think he loves what he's got. Uh, I think he loves the likes of Harry Kane, Sonny, uh, Hoybier. He says the other day in his press conference how much he loves or how much he sort of relies on, not relies, but how important they are and how they set such a good example. And I think he's relishing it, the fact that everyone writes him off. Uh, and and everyone writes him off. He got sacked at Chelsea, still won three league titles and however many domestic and, and, and other trophies there. United, he's been Man United's best manager since Fergie, without a doubt, won the Europa League, won the FA Cup finished second with something with 80 something points um mm. only i think only i think it was man city that won the league that year and it was yeah. tight it really was um you remember you, you remember on the Mourinho united actually winning at the they had as well i think um through two game yeah um winning it winning at juve winning big games and it, it's and I, people call him finished ferg um some some of the get my words out one thing i, I often say is um, Fergie at United won his I think he won his first title at age 58 at Man United mm. um, and Mourinho is 58 now so this whole finished debate I don't understand where it's come from people make, yeah. he's not the, he's not he, yes he drags players under the bus but he just wants to win and he'll do whatever mm. it takes to win whether that and if you're not if you're not up for it you'll you'll be out, you'll either be out the door or dragged under the bus um, so I do love Mourinho I really do it's hard and like I said it's hard not to love him he's proven the doubters wrong um, and he's sort I think he's like sort of adapted an old tactic or, that he used to have um, back in his first stint at Chelsea where I think they conceded 15 goals in one season um, with John Terry and Ricardo might have been Ricardo Carvalho at the back yeah um, and he sort of modernised it and it's working wonders He's got the players that he wants. He's got that midfield destroyer. He's got that. He, if you compare the squads, he's got the midfield destroyer that he had in Makaleli. He's got the goal scorer that he had in Drogba um, and, and Shevchenko and players like that. He's got Kane. He's got Son. He's, he's, he's got all the fundamental tools to have a to have a successful season. Whether we win the league or not is beside the point. There's other competitions to 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 win and. I think he's. I think he's loving it at Spurs, and we were, we were, and yeah, it was it was tough at the start. Of course, the Chelsea legend coming in to manage your club, it, it it would raise eyebrows. And I actually think he would have nothing against the job that Arteta's doing because I, I don't think he's a bad a bad coach. Um, but I actually think for the <clears throat> for the situation that you were in, or even are in, still in, he would have been perfect for you. And I think it's a he's a massive. It was a massive error not getting him at the time because I think the thing with Arteta, he was he would have taken the Arsenal job whether it had been last year, next or next year from now, mm. um, and I think he would have he would have been perfect for you, Jose. And and you didn't you didn't take him. We took him. He had gone stale under Poch, and we had sort of the blip where we got knocked out of all the competitions before the pandemic started. Um, we lost to Norwich in the FA Cup. We lost. We got well beaten by Leipzig, but we had some bad injuries. Harry Kane tore his hamstring in half. Son broke his arm, Bergwijn did his ankle, the list goes on. Um, we were, it got to a point where we went to play Leipzig away for the second leg. We had Dele Alli as a false nine with Lamella. Um, 
that's not going to win you games. Who's your manager? So, yeah, I, I, I love Mourinho. I think the majority of Spurs fans have accepted him in now, and we're um, we're loving what we're seeing. That all for me, all I want to do is just see my club be successful now, um, and I think we've got the right man for it. Absolutely, and I think that's a, that's a really good point. Regardless of you know the the teething issues and getting getting used to it, the fact is you're you can safely say compared to a year ago or you know compared to six months ago you're on the right path and it looks like you know the appointments paid off and Mourinho as a character. I think we we all you know that or at least from an Arsenal fan's point of view, I, I can't stand the guy, but then I can also you know I appreciate him as a figure and I think it's great to see him. I, I like seeing him a bit more content and the fact that, you know, I, I don't like Mourinho and he's at Spurs, it almost like, you know, that's the perfect marriage because, or the worst marriage, because if it goes well, then that's just like the worst thing in the world. And yeah. hopefully, you know, when it doesn't go well, that that's great because I obviously don't like Spurs and I don't like Mourinho, but it looks as if, yeah, he he's, he's really content in the job. And it's interesting that you raised the point of it because I remember a lot, quite a few Arsenal fans at the time were saying, like, let's just, you know, we, we can't stand Mourinho given, you know, the sort of relationship he's had with Arsenal for over the years and, you know, the Wenger stuff. But, you know, maybe he's the guy, he's a proven winner. We, you know, we're in a mess, he'll sort it out. And, you know, we we decided to go down a different path. And I, I don't regret that. I, I'm, I'm fully behind the Arteta project, but it's interesting to to see what Mourinho's managed to do at at Tottenham. And he looks to have you know he's got the he's got the tools and he's got the the experience to sort of say well you know this 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 made sense this appointment and it looks like it's paid off at least for now but yeah you, you touched upon uh, sort of Mourinho's credentials as a as you know a successful coach and obviously he did well at United he's done brilliantly well at Chelsea and he he, he qualified for the Europa League last year and like you say you. you you know, I think in, in a sort of overlapping table since he's come th- come become um, Spurs manager, I think you're you know you're your third best team in the league, and you're you're pretty close to to um, or not. I don't know how close, but you know you're up there with with Liverpool and, and City, and you know without those injuries to Kane and Son, pretty terrible injuries, which you seem to have every year. Might I add, uh, Kane yeah. and Son get injured at one point, and then Lloris was out. You know, Sissoko was out. You know, you had some really bad injuries. Um, so, look, what's the what's the realistic aim this this year? And look, I, I, I'm I from where I'm sitting, I, I think you've got you've got more than enough to say that you can comfortably finish in the top four. Might I? And I, I want to ask you, you know, and not even in a funny way, do you think you can win the title? What's the general consensus among uh, among Spurs fans as well? I, I, among Spurs fans, is, it, it's split. I don't want to, you know. Talk, talk for other Spurs fans for me yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd love uh, at the beginning of the season like I said top four in a trophy would have been great now we're sitting at uh, December top of the league it's it's like it, it, why not it's it's sort of a why not situation it's when he was at Inter Milan in his second season he won the treble when he was at Porto in his second season um, he was successful same same it's it's, it's, it's a second season Mourinho I think they call it um so, so I think that the answer is why not win the league? Even, no matter what happens on Sunday, I think, will we win the league? Mm, it's a long way to go. We've got to obviously go to places like Anfield. We've still got, no matter what happens this weekend, we've still got to come back and play you again at your place. Mm. Um, at what I would assume would be a much more um, larger, a much larger crowd at the Emirates, hopefully by then. 
Um, mm. and obviously, so we got it's still very, very early in the season, still what 10, 10 games in or something. Um, yeah, it's but I think relevant of what happens this weekend, whether we win, whether we lose, or it's a draw, I think we'll be in the title race no matter what. Um, whether we win it, I'm not sure. Realistic aims, I would still accept, you know, being in the title race and whatever happens, happens, but then we're like, but we're still in. The Europa League, we can. I think we've got every chance of winning that. The FA Cup, we've got. I think a team in my league from Sunday League in the in the third round, <laughs> um, and we've got Stoke in the quarterfinals of the Carabao Cup. Um, so overall, I would accept a title race. Uh, the aims, I think, a title race and a and a trophy. But I think Jose is managing the media brilliantly. Not you know putting pressure on his players. He's not mm. come out and said, yeah, we're in this race. He keeps saying, no, we're taking it one game at a time. We're not in the race. And I think he's saying to this, to the players sort of outside of the media, like, come on, boys, you know, we know we're good enough. Um, mm. Let's just take this. I think it's, it's the right attitude to have. Take it a game at a time and see where we are. Absolutely. And I think, you know, just, just in terms of, before we get on to, to Arsenal for a bit, um, Mourinho seems to, like you say, he's cultivating a good a good relationship with the press. I mean, largely because things are going well, but even when things weren't going well, he seems to be protecting his players. And, you know, I, I watched his press conferences and he doesn't seem as, uh, you know, uh, sort of angry and hot-headed as, as he can be. And, and you know, that's probably because he's, he's in a new job and he's not at that point yet. Or maybe he's, you know, he's changed and realised that he can't sort of do that inevitably. But, you know, the likes of, uh, the, the whole Deli Ali situation, he seems to have dealt with quite well. And, you know, it's, it's not an easy one because, you know, Daniel Levy, I think, didn't really want to let him go. Spurs fans, obviously, I think, quite like Deli Ali. Correct me if I'm wrong, but. Oh, yeah. Look, we do Yeah. And so, but he's left him out and results have, have improved. And, and you know, it, it, it seems to have been the right decision. He's dealt with it quite well. And Deli Ali's sort of still playing a bit more in the Europa League now. And, you know, squad harmony looks to, to, to be there, even though he's been making these difficult decisions. He's had all the Ndombele stuff as well. So it looks like management-wise, he's doing a great job. And and maybe we shouldn't be surprised because he he's Jose Mourinho and he's, he's managed the best players in the world. So, you know, coming to Spurs and doing that, probably he should be able to do that. Um, but yeah, I, you know, from a, from an Arsenal fan's point of view, obviously I hope you crumble and, and you know, don't finish in the top four and don't win a, a trophy. But it looks as if, you know, I'd say it's a, it's, it's a, it would be a really disappointing season if you didn't finish in the top four and sort of, you know, keep pushing for, for sort of a higher finish. I don't think you win the league slash really hope you don't because that would be terrible. <laughs> and, you know, you, you also, I think you, you do need to win a, a, a trophy because and yeah. this isn't even sort of a you know I'm not I'm not um I'm not mocking uh, Spurs but when was the last time you what was no, no, it no, Ca- wrong. Carabao Cup when was it 2008 eight. nine eight 2008 so look, uh, Mourinho 2009 and lost in that one so a year later so that's, when <laughs> it, that's when it started getting even worse yeah, yeah so look Mourinho definitely has the capability to to win a trophy and I do think you know that should definitely be a priority this year so I think you know for you a, a successful season all things considered would be a top four finish and a, and a trophy um, and I'm hoping you get neither of those but it looks as if you're 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 well in line to do that so just wanted to turn your attention quickly to I mean we're, we're let's get inside the head of, of Mourinho and the Spurs players what what are they thinking do you think about Arsenal going into Sunday's game because I think it's a really difficult one because obviously you know Mourinho's said this week it's a derby and he's quite right to say that you know anything can happen form sort of out the window but 
you look at how Arsenal have been playing in the league and I don't think it's hard for me not to think that Spurs are thinking, well, what are these guys offering? I think over the last four games, we've looked incredibly, you know, reminiscent of the side. Poor, yeah. Reminiscent of the side, you know, late Emery rain, late Wenger rain. We've looked vulnerable. We're not creating anything going forward. There's no risk. There's no, there's no threat. We look, you know, culpable at the back and, and there's, I, I don't see what Spurs or Mourinho will be looking at to think, God, these guys could, you know, turn up and, and do quite well. Aside from the fact that the narrative sense of it being a derby and, and an away game, and maybe we can set up differently and it's, it's a different game. But based on current form, I don't know what the players or Mourinho will be thinking about Arsenal because there's really not much to think about. We haven't posed any threat going forward in the last few games. The, the underlying metrics are terrible. And we've also sort of looked to have lost the the sort of defensive stability and rigidity that that Arteta's instilled. So, yeah, what do you think the Spurs players and Mourinho are sort of thinking about Arsenal? And what do you think about Arsenal going into this game? There's one word that sort of I think will be reiterated by Mourinho in in the dressing room, and that's respect. Um, No matter sort of who you're playing for a start, but especially in this game, no matter sort of the the form that you're in or the personnel that you have, I think he'll, he'll reiterate, you, you must have respect for your opponent. Um, would be so foolish to come into this game thinking, oh, they're, they're, they're crap, they haven't won in four, they're getting battered all over the place. Mm. We're going we're gonna to walk all over them. Because when that happens, you, uh, it doesn't go well for, for you, does it? Well, for the team in that situation. So yeah. I think there'll be a high element of respect for you guys. Um, no matter how bad you have been recently, You've still got you've still got personnel that can cause problems. You've still got personnel that can play that can play football at the end of the day. Yeah, um, absolutely. I think, I think he'll make it clear that he wants. I think he'll. I think they all got a bit of a kick up the back, the backside um, from Thursday night. He keeps he keeps making making it clear in his press conferences after games that they want to win games. They don't want to draw. He said after the Chelsea game, albeit I think he's not telling the truth. He said yeah. that it's a disappointing dressing room that they because they wanted to win. Although I think yeah. he's buzzing with a draw in that one, um, yeah. but I, I sort of see where he's, the, the aspect that he's coming from, the, the angle he's coming from. They, they, these players that we've got now, they do want to win. They go into every game, they want to win this game. They they put their bodies on the line to try and win the game, um, and it, it's going to be a really interesting watch. Um, so I think from Jose's point of view, he will set his. I, I actually have no idea in terms of the style of play how he'll set up because it, it, it can change. I think we'll see a, a little bit of a pragmatic approach. Um, but it, it's an, like I said, it's an interesting one. You've still got the players that can cause problems on the day and he'll he'll make that perfectly clear to the players. Uh, yeah. And what you said on, on Arteta and the way, you, and, and in the last three, four games where you, where you haven't created anything, you've looked poor defensively. It's sort of like, because what Arteta did do when he came in was sort you out at the back because you were just as bad as we were defensively, if not worse. Worse. And it's sort of like the players have just forgotten everything. It's, it's like it's like they get onto the Arsenal players, get onto the pitch, and suddenly they just forget what they're supposed to do, or they yeah. just panic, and they, and they all just you know they that you you look like we do when we crumble. And that uh, and that's the worrying thing, I think. And 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 I think maybe uh, an explanation can be found in the fact that you know we were we were playing decently well, sort of keeping it tight at the back. 
uh, you know, at the beginning of the season and competing quite well against the bigger sides, albeit losing against, you know, City and Liverpool. But I think the the narrative of sort of, well, Arsenal aren't creating enough, Aubameyang's so peripheral, we're not creating any chances, maybe informed the sort of, I think Arteta maybe tried to start changing it maybe slightly too early because he was aware of, of you know, not getting enough service to Aubameyang. And maybe he was right to do that. But I think doing that has then sort of unbalanced the side and, and maybe we haven't had that, you know, it's maybe, maybe he's got the personnel at the moment to sort of be right, right. We're not going to create many chances without the players, but we're going to sit tight and hope that we get the ball to Aubameyang and, and, and then, you know, we can reap the rewards of that. But he's tried to maybe change it a bit and it hasn't really paid off over the last few weeks at all because the sort of defensive structure's fallen away and we're still not creating enough. So, yeah, look, I think against Spurs in general, you know, we I don't think we've won away at Spurs since that Thomas Rosicki Thunderbolt. I think it was like 2013-14 season. We've had a couple of draws here and there, but we, we, we don't play well or we, we don't get the results away to Spurs recently. I mean, at, at home as well. Yeah, I think you've only actually beaten us in the league you, that four, you, since that Rosicki you beat us 4-2 um, that 4-2 game and then the rest of it has been draws and 2-0 in I think when Mustafi scored um, oh, yeah. and Alex, I think it was Alexis that got the other one uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. we got the free kick there was never a free kick that put you yeah. on the lap so those are the only two times that you've beaten us in the last what 7-8 years which is well, so I mean this is what I'm saying it's like as much as, you know, it's it's a one-off fixture and it's the Dwarf Thunder Derby and, you know, it's a different game and form out the window. But at the same time, we've got to be realistic. We don't normally get, a, a, a you know, a brilliant result against Spurs. We haven't been beating them a lot recently, especially away from home. We're also not playing well. So, you know, this all fed into the idea that, you know, at the beginning of the week, I was feeling incredib- incredibly despondent. I'd never felt less confident going into a North London Derby. And obviously it was because of the way Arsenal have been playing and, you know, the, the 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 sort of inevitable sort of um, really worrying malaise that's sort of setting in around Arsenal fans and, 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 the, and the general sort of consensus around the team at the moment is oh, it's, 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 it's a hard spot to be in. But having said that, you know, given I'm an Arsenal fan and I like to be optimistic, I'm starting to feel slightly more positive because, you know, it's a game and, and maybe the players can get up for it. We win on Thursday, maybe Partey's fit. This is maybe the, you know, the ideal opportunity for the team to sort of, you know, show, well, we're, we're actually made of something and we can remember how to play a game of football effectively. And, you know, last time we had a big away game against one of the big opponents, you know, we beat Manchester United, albeit a, a poor Manchester United side 1-0 and, That's you know, they were great. That's the thing. Were you good or were they really poor? Well, this is the this is an interesting question because I I was sort of slightly like, look, we were we were good in our own right, and and I think maybe that can be measured more on the fact that we hadn't played well. Like we played well, don't get me wrong, but Manchester United were also pretty pretty poor. They didn't make it that difficult for us, but because we hadn't played well you know, away from home against a big club for so long, I think maybe the sort of, you know, Arsenal fans and in general, we just hadn't seen that sort of performance for so long. So maybe that's why it, it, it sort of, car- it, it, it weighted more in terms of how good it was. But the point is, you know, you know, we, we hadn't won or we hadn't won a game away from home for like, I think it was 30 games or something since we, be- we beat City 2-0 back in, you know, 2015 or something like that. So, you know, in terms of general feeling, it was a, it was a really positive result. 
And so yeah. I'm thinking, well, you know, yes, Manchester United weren't great, but Arsenal played well. And if we can, regardless of whether you play well or not, I think if we can play like that um, against Spurs and, you know, then we give ourselves a chance of getting a result like we did against United, regardless of the opponent. But look, the form we're in at the moment, three home home losses. We should have lost to Leeds as well. We were quite fortunate to draw that one. Um, so it is both an opportunity to bounce back, but also, you know, we can't kid ourselves. Arsenal own pretty dire form in the Premier League. The metrics suggest that. The, the performances suggest that you can't see anything that suggests that we're going to be um, we're going to be a you know a sort of a good team on Sunday. But it is the derby, so we shall see. But um, yeah, I've asked you who you who you're worried about, and I think you know quite right. I'm worried, no, I, I have my worries. Don't worry. I, I, <laughs> Don't worry. I'm, I'm, not, not worried. I'm not. I'm not super confident. I think. I think you've got a couple of good individuals. Aubameyang is Aubameyang. Mm. He'll, he'll still score if he gets a chance. It's not like he's. It's not like he's. It, it, it's a. It's a difficult one. He's still a world class striker at the end of the day, uh, and mm. everyone goes through these. The only thing I'd say about Abamming is that he looks disinterested, which is I think is that's the problem. Um, yeah. Look, Lacazette is awful, but look what he did in the derby last year from <laughs> twenty five yards. I mean, I don't think anyone expected that, and even even yourself. Um, yeah. I think Saka is yeah. a great talent. I think Saka's class. Um, mm. Uh, Willian decides to turn into prime Messi when he plays Spurs. Um, yeah. So it, it, you've got a good goalkeeper. Um, you've got Gabriel that looks like a good signing. And obviously, if Party's fit, makes a big boost. Um, we'll see on that one. Um, yeah. you, you've got you've got good individuals. Uh, there's mm. no doubt about that. So so I'm not sitting here getting off. You know, we'll win three, four in on Sunday. Not a chance. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't even remember the last time we scored more than two goals against you. Um, so that's 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 the thing, really. Um, but it, it's it's an interesting one, I'm, and I'm interested to hear your thoughts on Arteta because for me, I think he's a great coach. I think he's great at getting the best out of players that he's got. I think he's great at improving players, as we've seen, maybe not recently, but definitely for the majority of his reign last season and the beginning of this and the FA Cup run. He had the defence sorted out. He had um, players who were questioned. He had them playing well. Um, it's, I don't... At the moment, I don't rate him as a manager. I think there's a there's a difference between being a coach and a manager. Um, and I think as a manager, I think he's, he's, he's inconsistent in the way he treats players, as we've seen with Mesut Ozil not being included in the... Personally, I don't. I actually think the the reaction to Ozil is massively over the top. Firstly, he's not coming back in the squad, no matter what mm. Arsenal fans say, because once the, mm. the manager's made, his, he's going to look like a bit of a mug if he brings yeah. him back in. So he's not coming back in, to my in my opinion. So I think you, not you personally, I think Arsenal must accept that. So he's not coming back in. So, but then he's like, but then he treats other players differently. So Pepe, for example, gets him some sort of cost you. A, a game essentially against Leeds starts the next one, but like, mm. it's just a bit of inconsist- inconsistencies with his with his punishments. And I think as a manager, tactically, not, he might that like, he's got a lot to learn. He's young, very young. I think he's in his, is he in his thirties still? Must be. Yeah, he's like thirty eight, I think. Yeah, so he's got a long. He's very very young. He'll learn. But at the moment, he as a manager, I don't think he's got the tactic, the tactical prowess to outsmart the likes of. May, he, might, he might win on Sunday, but at the moment, I don't think he's got the tactical prowess to outsmart the likes of Pep. But out, um, I know you beat him in the FA Cup, but I think that was a case of uh, you were just 
it's one of those FA Cup, one of those cup games. Anything can happen in a cup mm. game. Um, I don't think he can. He's he's. Do you, do you get the point that I'm making in terms of he's not all there as a manager? Um, yeah, I think, abs- absolutely. I think, I think he's a good coach, as we've seen at Man City, part of Pep's part of Pep's team that won countless trophies uh, and yeah. played fantastic football. But he hasn't got the the squad that Pep. He's trying to. I think he's trying to be a bit too much like Pep in a way, even the way he dresses on the touchline. Um, <laughs> oh, he looks very sharp. <laughs> he, no, that's the thing he does. Um, I love that black sweatshirt he wears. Um, but <laughs> I just don't think he's got the, I just don't think tactically all there yet, which is why I don't rate him as a manager. And, and then I also want to hear your thoughts because what if, okay, I know he's not going to go anywhere this season, let's be real. I think a lot of journalists have come out and said that they are some ball back in no matter what. Um, which is fair enough, but what if if you lose to us on Sunday, you're the seven fifteen kickoff next Sunday, right? I'm not sure who you're playing. I think Burnley. Burnley, you which we love at points, home. <laughs> you could be three points off relegation by that kickoff next week, which is nuts. And you, so you yeah. say to me, you could be five points off us with a win. You could also be three points off 18th with a Absolutely. And what if it keeps going? You've got to go to Chelsea still in a couple of weeks. It could go wrong. It could go even more wrong, and you could be sitting in. 20, in the middle of 2021 in a relegation battle that I'd, like, I'd love to sit to see that but I, I don't think it will be but it's sort of a case of what happens then how yeah it's it's definitely look the thing with Arteta is you've got to it's a really difficult one because you know the club given you know the mess that has gone on over the last couple of years both on and off the pitch you know Arteta came in and he with what he had at his disposal, he I think he did a brilliant job. And I, I really don't I don't want to sort of, you know, now that we're seeing some 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 difficulties, I don't want to then go back and say, well, maybe he could have done this differently because at the end of the day, you know, and I when I go back to the to the FA Cup when I think, well, you know, look, he's he's made his decisions with Urzil, you know, different sorts of players, and he's he's set up his team in a way that can compete with the big teams and and we we mainly we've struggled against the smaller teams but maybe that's a testament to the strength of the Premier League and, and sort of how everyone else is playing and, and sort of anyone could be anyone I think that's been even more the case this year but look he he's done such a brilliant job I think coming into to the club and sort of you know steadying the ship and he, he you know then he was made manager and it's interesting that you stumbled across the whole idea of being a coach and then being a manager and you know, given how young he is, he's got so much to focus on on the pitch. And then now he's sort of started to take a prominent role off the pitch as well. And and that yeah. in itself is 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 related to our off the pitch struggles and sort of streamlining and, you know, all the likes of all the off, off-field appointments that we've made over the last few years. And I'm not even going to go into that because that's a conversation in itself. But, you know, he has emerged as, as you know, this, this figurehead, which we can all get behind. And when it starts to go badly, which it has done over the last few weeks, and I, I think it's almost unrealistic to, to suggest that, um, you know, he, it's unrealistic to suggest that he's not going to have those, those, those days or or those periods because he's such a young coach. Um, So I'm, I'm more than willing to, to, to give him the time. But what I will say is it's it's realistic to suggest that he he's going to go through these periods. He doesn't have the players that he perhaps needs at his disposal to to sort of consistently, you know, turn out as a as an effective team and a strong team. But 
like you say, he's definitely got, he's got learning to do. He's, he's 38. He's not even a year in and he's had, you know, the whole COVID thing. He's had, you know, the follow-up of Emery and, and, you know, we were at the lowest point in our history at that point. So it's not going to go away straight away. He studied the shit, but look, as you say, if it gets worse, then we start to see, well, like what's going to happen. And I think the most important thing at the moment over the next few weeks is Arsenal need to, Arsenal fans, we need to see something to, to, to hold on to because we saw that when he came in, we saw we could hold on to the, to the defensive improvement and, and tactical improvement, but that's sort of gone out the window and that's the worrying thing. Well, what now? Where can we, where can we, where can we hold on to at the moment? Because we're not creating anything going forward. We're looking pretty shoddy at the back as well. So it's a really interesting one, but I think with Arteta, we've, we've backed him so much and, and, you know, as an Arsenal fan, I think it, it was very easy to get carried away with the great job he was doing. But at the same time, we've got to be realistic. This guy's a 38 year old. We, we, we went down a different direction. We, we we're sort of, you know, hoping that this is a long-term project and, I don't particularly mind if we don't have a great season this year. And I think the thing that makes it more difficult is the fact that we've committed, you know, 300 grand a week to Aubameyang, the fact that we've signed Thomas Partey for 45 million pounds, the fact that we've given Willian a three-year deal. We've made signings that suggest that we need to be in and among the top four. But you look at the squad and the balance of the players and it's not there. And we're a few windows away from being a team that I think we can we can say... Are, are worthy of, of, of being in the top four. And I think at the beginning of the season, given how strongly we finished last season with the FA Cup win, it was easier to think, well, you know, with a few signings and Thomas Partey and Aubameyang sort of signing his new deal, like, yeah, we can, you know, we've competed against the big teams. Why can't we sort of suggest that we can't be in the top four? You know, uh, United and Chelsea might be a bit inconsistent as they've shown, but they're looking to get a bit better. Spurs as well, but... I think it's a bit of a reality check that we haven't been performing well and it's going to take some time and I'm willing to give that time, but I just hope it doesn't get so bad that, you know, then, then we start have to, we we have to start thinking about whether he's the right guy, which is sort of what's happened over the last few weeks. And it's painful to see that, but that's a reality. If in this game, if you don't, don't, it's a result game, you, as much as it's a long-term vision and and, and we're all, all for that, short term matters a lot. You need to do enough in the short term to, to give yourself the time for the long term. And can you say at the moment Arteta's doing that? Not really. And it needs to, he needs to show a bit more with the players he's got at his disposal. And look, he hasn't had Thomas Partey and I think that's massive. And like you say, that's a massive part of, of our dependency on him. And it shows how, how dependent we are. And that that's, that's testament to sort of how, how weak we are in centre midfield and how we are as a team. But, yeah, no, I just no. I just want to ask. I just want to ask though, if not not that I want to compare, but Spurs when when Potter went and Jose came in were fourteenth, we finished sixth. I think we when Arteta came in, I think you were in and around ninth. So you're above yeah. us. You finished ninth, eighth. Finished eighth. Take, yeah. take the FA Cup out of it because look, I'm I'm in no position to talk about trophies. It's a great achievement, but just for a minute, take the FA Cup out of it. If in let's say the end of January you're in a similar position to where you are now, lower bottom half of the table, um, you know, you, you would you still be would you still be willing to back? Because the thing is, I know it's not he's not Jose, but Jose took us from 14th to sixth. Arteta's taken you from eighth to eighth of the FA Cup aside because um, mm. I know it's a big achievement. FA Cup aside, um, he's taken you from eighth to eighth, and you're now what 14th. Yeah, I mean, and and you like you said, you you and you've still 
and you you've got a better squad than you have last had last year because you've got Willian in, you've got Aubameyang in a new deal, you've got um, your midfield destroyer, you've got a good centre half, um, and I don't know if I'm missing anyone. Um, but I, I also I, I also just want to say that just add that uh, I think the recruitment at Arsenal in the last few years has been nothing short of abysmal. Um, yeah. Take out take out Aubameyang and maybe what Kieran Tierney. Mm. Um, so you knew last summer, not the summer we just had, the summer before, the summer of Emery. Um, you knew you needed after your back. You knew you needed a centre half. It was imperative that you needed a centre back. So, so instead, you spent seventy million pounds on some winger from France. Yeah, he might yeah. end up being good, but at the moment he isn't, um, and he's not even available this weekend. So there's no point even discussing <laughs> Nicola Pepe. Um, yeah, but I just think that, like for example, Lacazette was fifty million. Um, however much you spent on El Nini, the likes of um, uh, I can go on. Xhaka was thirty-five. Yeah. I'm not like Spurs' recruitment was much better up until this summer, um, but I just think that's been a major problem as well. And I was just that's just the point I wanted to raise on Arteta of. Has he really improved you in the league? Which is what essentially is everyone's bread and butter. You want to do well in the league. You want to be able to have some bragging rights in the league. Yeah. So. Look, and I think what you make a great point, and we, we're not going to get into it because it uh, we could go on for ages, but Arteta is, has a squad. You know, this was his first full summer transfer window uh, as Arsenal manager. And you can say he got a few of the players he wanted. You know, Thomas Partey and, and Gabriel definitely, you know, improve our starting eleven. No questions, you know, he Willian was maybe a stopgap, but you can see why he maybe wanted to sign him. But the rest of them, you know, the, the, as Freddie, Freddie rightly pointed out last week, you know, you, you say about how terrible we've been in the transfer market and the signings we've made and the, the resources we've committed to, to players ill-fitting of, of, of the system and, and what Arteta wants. He's dealing with, you know, the, the, the sort of accumulative mess of, you know, Emery and Wenger still very much present in, in the squad. You know, the likes of, you know, above uh, board-wise, you know, you've got all these different voices signing these players for different reasons. Arteta has to deal with that now. And so I, I think it's only fair to give him a few windows of of consistency and him really starting to set his, set his marker, lay his marker down to, to, to sort of develop an identity for Arsenal, which he's done to an extent with the players he's got, but he's sort of lost that over the last few weeks. So I, that's what I want to see re-emerge. He's got to get more out of the players at his disposal. I accept that he's, you know, he doesn't have maybe the players he wants, but he, he you know, he's got a Bamiyang, he's got these players. So he does need to do a bit better. And, and that's what Arsenal fans need to see over the next few weeks. When you start playing better, as you say, it's, it's about short-term and results. So that's what we need to see. And, I, and I'm all for giving him a bit more time, but, if, as you say, we're down in 14th come January and we're not playing well, then, you know, the, you can't get away from the fact that he might be the right guy moving forward. But if he's not doing well enough short term, it's a decision the club need to make. Are yeah. we willing to have a, a, you know, a substandard season if we really believe Arteta's the guy? And, and look, honestly, for me, I wouldn't mind that because... I do believe that Arteta is the guy moving forward and we've, we've, we've got behind him in such a way that, look, I'm, I'm fine having a, a right off season because, but can we afford to do that? Because the club have committed such, such resources to players who are Champions League players. And everyone else is going to get stronger. Exactly. Like so, wait you. well, this so, is uh, an, a, a point that I've seen made. That's why I say now, if Spurs are going to win the league, it's got to be this year. It's now or never. 
yeah, in my, in my opinion. But yeah, you can't you can't keep backing a guy that is clearly the wrong fit for the club, and I don't think we're quite there yet, or at least I'm not there yet. But as you say, it's very much in the balance, and it's all about delivering short term results. But look, I think let let let's just have a few things before we wrap up today, because uh, I'm sure we could we could go on for ages. Yeah, but yeah. Um, a brief yeah. word on on lineups, um, predicted lineups. I'm I'm going to go Leno Bellerin. I think I don't know if it would be David Louise. I'm sort of hoping it would be Rob Holding over David Louise because I just don't I like the idea of, of I hope it will be Rob Holding, I think, I over David Louise. You hope it will <laughs> I think him and Son will have a field day running off of Rob Holding. I just think David Louise in this sort of game, if we're gonna be sitting back, I don't know. If we're if we're gonna play to sort of keep the ball, then maybe David Louise is a better option. But it, it, it's, it's a toss-up, I think, between Rob Holding and David Louise. Maybe yeah. Louise for his experience. Uh, Tierney, obviously. I hope Partey's fit enough. And alongside him, I'd probably start, start El Nenny if Partey's fit. If not, then maybe El Nenny would still play because he's got a bit more energy. One of Shaka or Sabias would probably play. Wouldn't be surprised if we saw Aubameyang, Willian and Lacazette. But it's just, you know, all these players have been so inconsistent recently. So it's very hard to predict. Saka's obviously a must-have. Aubameyang too. Um, Maitland-Niles, I wouldn't mind seeing in a game like this. At least... I want to see him on the bench because he was he was not in the squad last time out. But what what do you make of how do you think is Spurs lineup sort of uh, sort of predictable? It's sort of more or less to an extent picks itself at the moment. Um, yeah, Bergvine up top. Yeah, the, the only thing I'm not too sure on is the goalkeeper. I'm gonna I'm gonna hope that it's not necessarily mind games, but it's illness at the end of the day. That's the fitness mm. concern. It's not like a it's not like a, a muscle injury or a, um, or something like that. So hopefully you can you can you know take some Nurofen and be all right. Um, <laughs> and so I think it will be hopefully Hugo in goal. Um, yeah. It will be it will be Aurea right back who doesn't deserve to be dropped at the moment. It's been superb in the two games that we've had against the big boys. Uh, yeah. on will play. I think he, uh, Mourinho expects him to be fit. Who is um, who will cause you problems? Uh, and then the back two. That's where it's interesting. It will be Dyer um, who's been great. And then it will be yeah. one of Alderweireld. If he's fit, it will be um, Alderweireld. If, if he's not fit, it will be Joe Rogan. Um, yeah. Like we said earlier, was excellent at Stamford Bridge. Um, he, I, I spoke to a lot of Swansea fans when he joined the club, and I spoke to a lot of Swan, I spoke to a Swansea fan I know after the Chelsea game, and they all they all love him. They all think he's going to go to the top. So highly mm. rated in that Wales squad. He's even I think he's played t- 10, 15 times for Wales and has already captained them. Um, yeah. So really highly rated. So I don't even mind if he plays. Big test for him. Um, and then the midfield at the moment picks itself with uh, Pierre Emile Hoybier, um, the general as he's known as amongst the fan base. Um, <laughs> who might not be the best footballer in the world. And physical presence. Pretty awful. But yeah, he's an athlete and a half. Yeah. Covers that right hand side fantastically. He's strong. Mm. Um, for these people and then obviously it will be Tongi and Dombele who has been nothing short of sensational this season um, proving why we paid the big money proving why he was so highly rated and wanted across Europe um, took N'Golo Kante for a few spins last week uh, <laughs> he's been really really he's been really really impressive since the start of the season um, he's, yeah. he looked, he's getting, he wants to get better wants to get fitter he's on his day absolutely unplayable Um he just the skill that he's got and the, the, the low center of gravity, isn't it? Yeah, low center of gravity. The way he moves away from players like they're not even there. 
I think you, I think these Arsenal players will come up against a different prospect than Ndombele on Sunday. Because of course, he didn't play in the derby in last year, and either of them really. Um, and it'll be that'll be an interesting one. And then obviously going forward, it will be the goal scorers, the the best player in the Premier League, and Harry Kane, Hungman Son, and then it will. I would love it. It will be, I reckon, Stephen Bergwijn, who doesn't... I mean, he had the chance. He had chances at Stamford Bridge last week. He um, did. He, he's getting sharper. Um, but we've got good options. It could be Bergwijn, it could be Bale, it could be Lucelso, it could be Lucas Moura. Um, we've got good options. It could even... I wouldn't even be surprised if you threw Carlos Vinicius in for, for a Premier League start and play two up top and believe the defenders. So it's an interesting one. Um, so I'm looking forward to it. I'm not... I'm confident that we can, you know, get a result. Um, yeah. And I'm not, but I don't think, I think it'll be a tough game, really tough game. I think you'll show up. But the big, the one thing we didn't mention that I think will make a big difference and could be the deciding factor is the fact that we will have 2,000 yeah, fans in the could South be massive. We'll all be in that big stand that we've got. They're all being put in there. Uh, and if it does start to go wrong, that's when that could play a big part. That's the only thing I would say. Um, yeah. If it was a stadium, I'd say absolutely come, mate. You can definitely come and get at us. But yeah, I think that's going to be a big factor. It's going to be a big thing, and I think also for Arsenal, you know, players obviously that could work for you. But I think having fans and stadiums in general will 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 add something different to the to the contest yeah. and to the to the to the mindset of the players. Um, so yeah, look, I think it's a North London derby. We don't quite know what to expect. Obviously, Spurs are going in favourites because of form and position in the league and Arsenal's poor form and all of that sort of stuff. But, you know, these are always quite tight affairs and, you know, we, we you can't necessarily predict them. Um, and just as you say, like going through there, there's definitely points in your team that I, I'm worried about. I mean, the midfield, that that midfield three of Hoiberg, Suzuka and Dombele, if we were to have to set up with Sabahis and Jacker, really does make me worried because physically... You know, athletically, dynamically, that, that's just uh, you could batter us in that position. So I'm really hoping Thomas Partey is fit. Um, but look, he's not going to be fit. Fit the fit you want. You're the fit when you think of a fit player. He's not. Gonna yeah. be, you know, the party that started that. That. Well, exactly. Um, so look, let's just before we finish for today, I'm gonna I'm gonna put you on the spot, ask you for a school prediction. Um, what do you reckon the result's going to be on Sunday? I do think you'll score. Um, I think you, I, I, I just, it's so obvious that you're going to get a goal. Don't score for however long in the league. Uh, <laughs> or, you know, don't create for however long in the league. You're, not, you're going to take the lead, aren't you? We, we like to do it from behind. I'm going to go with a 2-1 Spurs win. And I think we'll, I think it'll be one of those where we have chance after chance and eventually it sort of falls for us. But yeah. Look, and 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 for 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 the podcast purposes, and and this is a football and Arsenal podcast. Look, <laughs> I don't believe in my head that we're we're going to win, but because you've guessed two one, and I think we, I hope we'll score. So I'm going to go two one to the Arsenal, um, take the lead, and then I think you might might you might you know get on top for a bit, score, and then and then Arsenal gonna pull away with a late winner. But yeah, yeah, God, I can't see. It. <laughs> Honestly, when I say that, I'm saying that for we've come into derbies where we've been there. Um, where we've been the underdog and you've been the form team and we've we've done you so or even or, or the last time I think we went into a derby this confident was the one one at Wembley when you somehow didn't win it um, yeah so um, we'll see it'll be an interesting one I think the fact you don't have a creative midfielder is massive but we'll see um, absolutely but I, think you, but, I think we need a centre back and I think you need a creative midfielder 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, a hundred percent, and we will, we'll, we'll, I'm sure both both clubs will be will be already underway with their with their transfer plans yeah. and and plans for the summer and and whatnot. But look, we better leave it there for today. Um, I'm not going to wish you luck for Sunday, um, and I'm not even going to say may yeah, the best team win because I hope Arsenal will win. Whatever uh-huh. happens, obviously. Um, but it's been great to have you on the podcast today. So so thanks a oh, lot thank for your you time. Much, it's been a great it's been a great discussion. And yeah, as I said, I didn't anticipate. Didn't anticipate having a Spurs fan on, but I think you know we've 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 had a great discussion and, and testament to to what, as you say, discussing football can bring. Um, even if you're you're talking with Arsenal fans, if you're an Arsenal fan or Spurs fans, but I think it's really it's really valuable to to, to get a variety of perspectives yeah. across. But but look, um, you can find you can find Sam on Twitter at samlav20. That's samlav20. If I'm right in saying, and yep. if you're interested in any other Spurs content, we are Tottenham TV. Um, yep. Which which you'll be able to find. I mean, uh, I I won't be going on. We are Tottenham TV, I but <laughs> no, I thoroughly, thank you very much for having me on. I thoroughly thoroughly enjoyed the discussion. Excellent. I the pod. I well, look, know, you're not talking about Spurs, so it's, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah, exactly. But look, we'll we'll be back on the podcast uh, early next week to to discuss the fallout of Sunday's game. Hopefully, that will be a, a positive experience for for Arsenal fans, um, and hopefully, we'll be in good spirits. Do let us know if, you, if you've enjoyed today's episode. Drop me a tweet at Alfie Steiner one if you've listened or liked what you've heard. As always, thanks for listening. Perhaps Sam will join us later on in the season when when Spurs and Arsenal meet again. It'll be interesting to see how things how things have changed since since we're we're talking now, but. In any case, we'll leave it there today. Have a great weekend, and until next time, take care. Goodbye. That sums it all.